Hey there, faculty and students. Happy Friday. So we've been thinking a lot lately about how to best utilize the knowledge of our longitudinal benchmark consultants. After all, they are our subject matter experts and they've got to divide their time and efforts with all the build teams. We've noticed there's some confusion here around what we're asking them to do. And so we want to use today's podcast as a way to set expectations for these educational content experts in their curriculum revolution work. So first of all, who are these consultants? It gets confusing because there are two groups of longitudinal consultants, and I think it makes sense to be very clear who we're talking about before we talk any more about processes. So there are the biomedical longitudinal consultants, and there are the benchmark longitudinal consultants. The biomedical consultants are leaders who are actively building content along with the build teams. They're populating uh, most of the build teams um, and they're fully integrated into that build team workflow. So examples of biomedical longitudinal consultants include um, leaders of pharmacology, anatomy, uh, physiology, cancer concepts, and nutrition. Whereas that second group, the benchmark longitudinal consultants, are content experts around designated focus areas for curriculum growth and expansion. And so their suggested workflow is different and it should be both proactive and reactive. And this is what we're gonna talk more about in a moment. The topics for our benchmark longitudinal consultants include health system science, diversity, inclusion, anti-bias, anti-racism curriculum, determinants of health and wellness. And when I say proactive, we are asking them to identify the concepts that must be covered in an MD curriculum and to create a content map of sorts for that topic. Uh, this includes making suggestions about where content may belong in the blocks and identifying where the content's currently taught in our link curriculum. And then there's the second piece, which I think is more natural, which is the reactive role. This is responding to the material generated by the build teams and identifying gaps once those build teams have completed their core topic templates. Um, and to this end, longitudinal benchmark consultants will need to sort of review and comment on the session content activities that are generated by the build team. So let's drill down on that even further. So what's the role of this longitudinal benchmark consultant? Are they sitting at a table waiting to taste our recipes or are they the ones in the kitchen crafting the meals? The answer is a little bit of both. And again, there is this misconception that we've identified that what we were asking the longitudinal consultants to do was to wait until the build teams had built all of their material and then respond to and react to that material. That, in that analogy, that is the recipe taster. We also want the longitudinal consultants to proactively identify the content that future physicians must learn in their area of expertise and make suggestions maybe even about where these lessons belong in the new curriculum. That's the, in, in this analogy, that's sort of the chef's role creating the recipes. So both this proactive, reactive work needs to occur. We need our longitudinal consultants to function both as the creator of the recipes and the taster of the recipes created by others. So, Longitudinal benchmark consultants are asked to use their own version of the core topic templates to document recommendations for the what and maybe even the where of this new material. The what is actually much more important than where the material may be coming later on. 
just to create a solid example, um, something that came up in, in a spokesperson meeting, perhaps the diversity and inclusion longitudinal group might outline the need to touch on gender as a genetic construct, a phenotypic construct, a self-perception, a social categorization. They might even recommend that this happens during our first principles block because that's where the genetics content is covered. This two-stage process, the proactive and reactive, will allow our consultants to explore our current link curriculum and determine where important topics are being covered and offer suggestions for filling in the gap. Um, from an operational perspective, we're here to offer this roadmap for the benchmark consultants to get started. There's a link to this in written form in the newsletter this week as well. So the very first step, um, and the most important piece is that the longitudinal consultant role identify what must be taught. Most of our content experts have this list already in their heads. There may be even content maps and blueprints that are externally available from content experts outside of our own institution that could, you could use as your guide. We're asking our longitudinal consultants to make these decisions about which lessons are essential, what must a future physician experience while they're in medical school to be adequately prepared in their role. The other element here in step number two in this write-up is identifying where some of this might already be occurring, looking for signal in our current curriculum. And there's two ways to do that. So first and foremost, um, you can run an OASIS key search in, um, or a keyword search rather, in our OASIS database. And Dr. Gail March-Cohen in the Office of Undergraduate Medical Education can help you with this. Um, you are not expected to know how to do that on your own. This is to help you decide where your content is being covered in the current curriculum. Mitch Gitkin has been through this process as he's analyzed the health system science signal in our current link curriculum. And he reflects on the fact that identifying your keywords can be a challenging and important part of this process. The second way you can get information about where this is already occurring is in the use of our benchmark sheets. Every course director in this current academic year completed uh, benchmark topic sheets about where they were committing to integrate health system science, social determinants of health, diversity, inclusion, and anti-bias in their curriculum this year. You might remember this is considered stage one of curriculum revolution. So those benchmark sheets that each course director wrote up, those are available for you to see. And again, um, in the link in the newsletter, I've provided links that go directly to where those benchmark topic sheets are included on our Curriculum Revolution site. So you, as the longitudinal consultant, can see where did a certain course commit to enhancing social determinants of health? Where did a certain course commit to including stuff about health system science? So this is going to help you create that content map. And just like the build teams have their own templates, our um, illustrious project manager has developed longitudinal benchmark team core topic templates as well. So Ashton has created these documents and they are um, included in our SharePoint. There's a few links in the newsletter. There's a few links in the working document to find the SharePoint as well. Um, and so we do want core topics to be identified. These are the topics that are essential to the MD program experience. So step number four is above and beyond sort of that basic work. 
creating a list of the essential topics, looking for where they're already occurring and where we need to flesh them out. And if you want to take this role of curriculum designer to the next level, it would be fantastic if you could also recommend where this content should be taught. To do this in our core topic templates, you're gonna use the pop-out menus. Um, and these pop-out menus allow you to identify the block, um, that the that the that this topic may be taught in, or if you want to add a note about a rotation or a year or a phase of the curriculum where this should be covered, you're welcome to do that. This is not a requirement, but it does help us as we're building the overarching curriculum. You can add objectives that need to be met by the student to achieve competency in that core topic. For example, if that topic is about gender identity, then the objective might be that the students are able to speak with patients to establish rapport, build trust, and establish pronouns for healthy communication. You can offer relevant keywords. If you know of related cases that have been developed in the academic EHR or other case-based content, please list it right there in your longitudinal content area's core topic template. If you have a recommendation about how this should be taught, the teaching methodology that, methodology that should be used, if you think it's essential that patients with experience are present for this lesson, that's all stuff that belongs in your longitudinal core topic template. So those longitudinal consultant-specific core topic templates were created thanks to feedback from you guys, but also feedback from the build teams who will find your work really useful. You can find those templates on our SharePoint collaboration site by going to Documents, Build Team Workspaces, and Longitudinal Content Team. Each file is customized to the individual longitudinal benchmark consultant team, and if you're having any trouble accessing it, please reach out to Ashton by email and he can um, look into your privileges. This is a living document. It needs to be refined as you work and collaborate with the build teams. Make sure that you save it back to this folder. That's a lot and we hope that you'll find it helpful in your work as longitudinal consultants or in your work on the build teams, knowing what to expect from your longitudinal consultants. As a note to build team spokespeople, you should be able to see the longitudinal consultants core topic templates as well, which might inform your work too. All right, until next week, thank you so much and um, we will talk more soon.